Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215Forever. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Know Your Role Player Podcast. Also on Instagram, Know Your Role Player Podcast. Uh, and we're back. You know, I hope everybody's had a blessed and productive week. I uh, hope everybody's reaching their goals, studying for school. Shout out to all the students that are listening. Um, shout out to all of uh, corporate America that's listening. Shout out to just the everyday person just listening, cleaning your house on the way to work, man. Um, let's talk about consistency. You know, I said originally I wanted to do Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but I wanted to edit that a little bit. As long as I get at least three episodes a week, I am happy. Um, I change the days because sometimes I do enjoy having guests, and um, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, right now, there's a lot going on with school, midterms, and stuff, so... I'll be doing a solo episode today, but that's okay. Uh, I did a couple of solo episodes, and I'll be honest with you, it's kind of fun. Uh, it challenges me to, you know, think on my own. You know, sometimes I can't have people go back and forth with me, but I, I believe I can do it. Um, we're going to talk about three specific topics and get with you out of here. We're not going to have a long podcast today. Today's first topic is going to be one thing and very clear. It's going to be two words. Carmelo Anthony. And um, a lot of people are wondering, will Carmelo Anthony play again in the NBA? All right, so this is a two-part question. One, does he deserve to play? I'm going to say yeah. He honestly does right now. I've been looking at his body, uh, looking at his game. He looks in very good condition, and I think he, he really wants to give it another chance. You know, you got to understand something. Carmelo Anthony is about 35 years old or 36. He's probably been playing basketball since five years old. So this is all – I ain't going to say this is all he knows. That's not fair to him. But this is what he knows with all his heart. This is his first love. You know, so when you try to take somebody's first love away from them, that's hard. Now – if you want to be, be honest, is he physically gifted enough to play? As a two-part question, two-part question, yes and no. Offensively, right? Uh, Carmelo at Carmelo's peak, he's a hall. He's a Hall of Famer. All right, the guy' career average is twenty-four points a game. Uh, he played seven seasons in Denver, averaged twenty-four. Played about seven seasons in New York, averaged twenty-four. Played one year for Oklahoma City, was not good, and another year for Houston, right? But let's talk about what Carmelo can do right now. Now, last year when he played for the Rockets, uh, they cut him after 10 games. Honestly, I don't think that was fair. I think they cut Carmelo Anthony because their team was being bad and they needed a scapegoat. They couldn't fire Mike D'Antoni. They couldn't bench James Harden, and they couldn't bench Chris Paul. I just thought the team's chemistry overall was bad. Now, can Carmelo Anthony still play? Defensively, no. Um, they put this man in pick and rolls last year, and it was just hard to watch. It kind of reminded me of Kobe's last season in 2016. You know, he the effort is there, but the body is not able. And um, it, it's not that bad. I don't know if it's effort, but I just don't think he can reach certain spots. And um, I think even if he, Carmelo is bad defensively, he can still do other things. But the real big problem is two things. One, Carmelo is obsessed with this uh, two-dribble jab step, you know, one side step pull-up jump shot. And when you're no longer a superstar, that becomes a bad shot. The other thing is this. Uh, when they were closing out, him, closing out on him at the three-point line, he had tried to go to the rim, and he was really bad at finishing. Carmelo has always been a great finisher with a very quick feet and decent hops, underrated athleticism. Um, and right now, he would get to the rim. He gets to his spots, but he doesn't finish. Uh, I would like. I would. I think Carmelo can still play. Um, I don't think he can play on any team. If he's on any teams left, I try the Spurs. I would try the Sixers. Just some team that has talent. And just he could add value. I think he would be really good on the Sixers uh, as a bench uh, forward. But um, that's if the Sixers want him. Uh, but I really am rooting for Carmelo. I don't think he's a bad person. 
Uh, a, cu- a couple of weeks, not a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, um, right before the ND- NBA season, Carmelo, not Carmelo Anthony, um, Chauncey Billups said something that was very interesting. He had said that Carmelo definitely played hard. He practiced, but he was kind of worried about his numbers. He had said that if they had lost by five, but Carmelo had 36, he would be happy after the game. He'd be like, yeah, I did it. He would have everybody's spirits. So like, hey, guys, don't worry about it. We'll get it back. And on games they win, when he scored like 15 and 16, when he wasn't good, he would kind of be upset. And he said that Carmelo kind of cared about his numbers too much. My only problem with Carmelo most of his career, like your, your game is your game. Like he was always been a scorer first, all right? But my only problem with Carmelo is it was at times he just didn't look good physically. Um, you know, his midsection. Sometimes he looks big. Now, he does wear this um, a rib brace around his midsection, so it might make his midsection look bigger than it is, but I do feel like sometimes he wasn't in shape. Um, he admitted himself in George Carl a couple of seasons. One time after the season, he said he is in the best shape of his life, but as a basketball player, basketball is a cardio sport, so you have to be com- – that's the one thing I always give LeBron credit for. He is committed to having a great body and as a direct reflection of his game. Um, but honestly, I don't – even on three-pointers, uh, Carmelo Anthony at the last season of Rockets shot 33%, and then OKC shot 34%. So even on catch-and-shoot threes, like the one thing you think he can still do, he's really not that good at it. Um, I'm rooting for Carmelo, man. I, um, I hate to see his career end like this. It really sucks for a guy that is a Hall of Famer. You know, a lot of t- – the problem with this is this. In today's with social media, I think the disrespect with Carmelo is way too high. You know, unfortunately, we live in an era where it's like, what have you done for me lately? But overall, if you go over Carmelo Anthony's entire body of work, it's good. His career average is 24 points a game. That's Hall of Fame, man. Um, he had took the Lakers to seven games in the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals, and that same Lakers team went on to win the championship. So I don't I don't look at it as him as not being the guy. I, I feel like he's played his part. He hasn't always been on great teams, but he's been good. But that's pretty much how I feel on Carmelo. Like I said, um... Most NBA executives, Brian Windhorst from ESPN.com, have reported they just believe he's done. Uh, I I don't know if he's getting blackballed, but I just feel like they're just like, yo, it's not worth it. I don't even think he's a, a big distraction. Like, one thing I give him credit for, when he was on OKC, I really believe that he was a very professional and he just took things on the chin. I, I, I feel like sometimes when things don't go well on these team, these last two teams uh, with OKC and Houston, that they kind of make him the blame guy when it ain't all his fault, you know. He's not the reason why Houston had a bad start. They had a bunch of injuries, and they just wasn't playing weather as a cohesive unit. But that's just how I feel on Carmelo Anthony. Like, we're going to keep it short and simple, and we're going to keep it moving on. All right, now, a couple of my good friends are LeBron fans, and I want to reiterate the point. I am not a LeBron hater. I'm just objective, right? So when I say that, you know, I say th- I think I'm always fair with LeBron. Let me show LeBron some love real quick. I think he is a great human being. I think he's a great father. I think he's a great friend. All his friends from high school are the same ones that do a lot of great business ventures now. I think he's just an overall good dude. You know, he's very consistent. I just don't like passive-aggressive people. You know, that Arthur meme, stuff like that bother me. Also, the thing with playing with LeBron is like the Kevin Love, Chris Bosh role. The third star that plays with LeBron really has to take a back seat and almost change his game. Like, I know people don't really like Kevin Love right now, but when he was on Minnesota, he was a bad man. You know, this dude was averaging 28 and 16. Now, he went from that to becoming a three-point spot-up shooter in Cleveland. Now, some of that is Kevin Love's fault, but I just feel like when you play with LeBron, you really have to take a sacrifice. And I don't know if every player is willing to take a sacrifice. 
you know, the second overall player as far as Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving, they don't have to back up because they still get the ball. But their third player, the drop-off is really big. Um, but that's pretty much how I feel about that. Now, my other problem with LeBron is this. He does things that I don't like. Nobody holds him accountable, and it's all good. So remember last season, he was playing a horrible defense all year. Remember, there was that one clip that went viral of Kyle Kuzma pushing the king of the NBA into trying to play defense. I'm going to say that again. Kyle Kuzma, a bad defender himself, was pushing the king, quote-unquote, of the NBA into playing defense. And he didn't even still didn't even close out. And the other thing with LeBron is LeBron, towards last season, the season was kind of going bad, and he said a specific thing that I'll never forget. He said, I'm going in playoff mode, right? So we say I'm going in playoff mode. I'm like, oh, he about to turn up. He about to hit him with 30, 15. And, like, he really, really about to get it in. He goes in playoff mood, and they go to lose the next four or five games and miss the playoffs. And, no, and here's my craziest thing. Nobody said nothing. It was just all good. Like, what is that? that? That's the whole LeBron thing. When he wins, he's better than Jordan. And when he loses, it's Kevin Love, Chris Boshes, the water boy, Eric Spolstra, the uh, the fan guy. It's everybody else's fault but his own. And I've I never seen it in a superstar where he just, he just the blame slides off of him. But we're not going to get on Carmelo, uh, LeBron too much. We talked about Carmelo. I just wanted to explain it to LeBron because, again, a lot of people say I'm a LeBron hater. I'm not. I'm just objective. You know, when you're objective, even like I'm a Sixers fan, I think they can win a championship, but I'm not going to guarantee them they're not the favorites. No, they're not the second favorites. But they're one of the top ten teams that can definitely have a chance to win a championship. I think Vegas right now has them at 8-1 odds. But we're going to keep it moving. This is my last and final topic. Stephen Curry, all right? I don't get the Steph Curry hate. Now, I want to say this. Some people say they don't like Steph Curry because he's not humble. When you are on the court, you have to be the most confident version of yourself, right? Because Charles Barkley said the only thing that separates the good players from the great players is confidence. Now, of course, there's some athletic gifts and some, you know, mental gifts, but he said it's just confidence. All these guys can play. So with Steph Curry, um, I think people like LeBron more because he's an alpha, but I believe Steph Curry is an alpha too, I'm going to be honest with you. I think people hate on Steph Curry because he's light-skinned. He's just a nice guy. You know, and the point guard hate between Chris Paul and Westbrook is just nasty. This is one thing that's funny about um, Steph Curry. Uh, one of my buddies, TJ, we was arguing on Facebook the other day about Curry, and he was like, uh, he's just a part of the wave. Durant made the team. Okay, here's the thing. The team was building years and developing way before Durant, right? Remember, they won the championship in 2015. Now, here's what everybody said. Oh, well, he didn't play anybody. All the point guards got hurt. That's true, but that's also not his fault. Point uh, Injuries are part of the game. Now, here's the second part. The next year, right, when everybody said they didn't deserve the championship, they weren't that good, they went 72-10, and 10, and he watched everybody, including yours truly, Westbrook and Durant. He came to OKC on a bump ankle, dropped 50, and hit a game-winning point shot in OKC in overtime, right? In the playoffs, the first game back, he scored almost 13 points in overtime and scored 27 points in the second half to beat Portland. You know, so all your favorite point guards and Chris Paul, he had Chris Paul doing the slip and slide move. You know, he played him doing the connect four move. So all your favorite point guards in 2016, he gave all of them the, you know, he went to Washington, scored 55 points on John Wall and was shimmying down the court and President Obama bust out laughing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's not humble. Yo, when you're on the court, you got to be a different person. You are not the human and the father that provided you are. You're on the court, you're a dog. And he got the dog in him. 
You know, it's funny. Kobe Bryant said, who are the most players with the most dog in them? Do you know what he said? Who remind him most of himself? Do you know what he said? He said, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Now, a lot of times you think they're just shoes, but they're more than that. They, they go at you, and they keep going at you. You know, when all those threes come, that's not just luck. That's reputation, reputation time after time after time, consistently hitting shots with the same form. You know, and, and in the Steph Curry hate like this year, oh, well, uh, if he was all that, he would have won when Durant got hurt. First of all, Klay Thompson also got hurt. Durant got hurt. In most situations, the Toronto Raptors do not win that championship. But they did win, so let's give them props. But, you know... I just, I just don't get the hate. Like he's, pro- like to me, he's the only guy that he's a proven superstar. And people still say, yo, he ain't really did nothing, or he's got a great team. It's the system. He is the system. This is the Golden State Warrior system: run fast, get open shot threes. This is the other system: off the ball movement. This is the other system: Steph Curry setting screens. None of the system is possible without the system leader. All right, so I don't know what it is. Again, it's like people, your love for LeBron and your hate for Steph Curry do not correlate. You can appreciate both. I'm telling you what's possible. And if you're an NBA fan, right, like me, I've never seen a shooter like this. People say Ray Allen. Ray Allen was never shooting this many shots and was never shooting with this much confidence and accuracy. 50-40-90 club, and you know he's going to pull. You know, so I don't get that stuff. Uh, like I said, man, this the Steph Curry hate. And this is another thing. People say, this This is how I know you don't watch basketball. If you tell me that Steph Curry can only shoot, you don't watch basketball. Because he has one of the top three handles in the league, right? He plays defense, all right? Now, remember, he's not the biggest guy, so you can score him, but his effort is there defensively. And he's a great, a great rebounder. I want to remind you something. In 2017, after the Golden State Warriors lost, he out-rebounded Tristan Thompson, a center. I want to say that again. In 2017, when the Golden State Warriors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, he out-rebounded Tristan Thompson. That's just not like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and people just forget this stuff. And here's another thing. Oh, he's not that good in the playoffs. Yo, listen. He, um, the championship year, he won average 23.4 points a game. Uh, 2016, it was 25 points a game. 2017, 27, and 28. Now, Duran won those last two years, uh, last two championships they won, and Iguodala had won. But he's played his part, you know? Oh, he's not the same player in the playoffs. It's just not true, man. He's consistently good. And here's here's my favorite Curry thing. He's a leader and he's humble. Like, the reason why Golden State goes is directly because of him, you know? Um, I want to talk about Draymond Green in a later episode, but Draymond Green picks who he uh, goes at. He would never disrespect Stephen Curry because he knows what he— just off the strength because he knows his work ethic. He respects him as a leader, and that's just not something you do. You know, I think Draymond gets away with way too much, and um, I think Steve Kerr tries to check him, but Draymond's like, eh, you can't check me. I'm black. I, I'm going to do what I want. I don't listen to people. You know, I just think Draymond does a lot of corny things, and it's just all good. But, again, like I said, I wanted to keep the uh, conversation short. Me and E will be back Saturday uh, somewhere between three and five, we're going to break down some of the best teams in the league. Uh, we're going to start doing seasons previews. All right, so already the preseason started. We have almost less than 24 days until the season starts. We're excited. Again, this is the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215Forever. Follow me on Instagram, uh, Know Your Role Player Podcast on Twitter. No, not on Twitter yet. I'm on Facebook. We're just available. You know, the best way to find this app, you can search hashtag, you don't hashtag it, um, K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. All right? That's how you find this app. And 
that's pretty much it. Like I said, I'm your host, J215 Forever. I appreciate all y'all help, your support. Let's have one thing with uh, transparency talk. As this page continue to grow, uh, some people have been talking about video. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Video can come, but it can't come within the next at least a year. Once I see that the numbers grow, the best thing you can do is like, share, and subscribe. Like, if you like this podcast, send it to a buddy in your group chat. Uh, one of my buddies said he sent it in the group chat. I really appreciate it. And how about this? Um, if you and your buddies or you want some love or you got a good product, you message me or hit me up if you see me anywhere around in Philly, and I'll look out for you. You know, um, I'll shout you out on here. You know, I, I really want, by Christmas, I would like at least 50 subscribers. I'll be transparent with y'all with subscribers. You know, after a certain point, I'm not going to keep bringing it up because the work is getting put in. But I want this channel to continue to grow. But the only way that happens is consistency with me. Like I said, three episodes a week. I'm going to try to get them on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, this week will be kind of tough because as far as guests next week because um, a, lot of, a lot of people have their midterms. So I don't want to get involved with anybody's school. But we have episodes coming. We got content coming. This is the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I am J215 Forever. I thank y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And I'm out. But one more quick thing. Let me give you a word of encouragement, all right? Um, this week has been a really productive week for me. And you know why? I set a goals for this week. A lot of times we have goals, dreams, and ambition, and we have plans, but we don't follow through with them. But one thing we can do is make short-term goals. When you hit your short-term goals, you allow your long-term goals to come into fruition and manifest them more. So like I said, for anybody that's struggling with doing things, write it down, follow through with it, and continue to grow and get better. You know, as a human, you should always be evolving to be a better version of yourself uh, spiritually, financially, emotionally, physically, you should be trying to get better. You should, you should never go back. You should always go forward. And that's pretty much it. Y'all be good.